0: Thanks, Ben, for that um, great intro. Yeah, I was saying that I've been at Grace Church for 18 years. I've never spoken, so it's (laughs) even worse than what Ben was saying. But um, yeah, I am um, Matt from from Nottingham-born and bred, um, married to Sam, and first came to Grace Church Easter 2004, so very close to 18 years. Um, Forest fan as well. There's no obvious way of getting it into the sermon later, so I have to mention that now. And... um, great to hoping to see Forest go up and win a cup this year. That's the faith levels we're talking about. And, um, and yeah, we've got three children, Beth, Dan, Zoe, who probably are all going to be in the service later, so I might have to change what I say when they're here. But um, I was a primary school teacher, gave up that, started a gardening business. My heart is for people who are long-term unemployed and seeing us as a church go further and do more um, to be able to see people have, have life to the full, which as you can see on the screen, if you're in the room, is um, the title of this topic, of this sermon. And yeah, we started Grace Enterprises, as Ben's just said. So started by Grace Church um, five years ago, with the aim of transforming lives through supportive employment in our sustainable businesses. Radiant Cleaners being the one that's been going the longest since the beginning, and then more recently Jubilee Events. And they've all got websites, so I won't go on about it or try and turn it into a sales pitch now. But if you want to know more, come and grab me afterwards. Obviously, I'm happy to. Tell you about that. Um, And yeah, the verses that we're going to look at today is something I'm really passionate about, and that is about people having life to the full. So, if we, the questions I'd like to think about as we're going into it would be the ones that are going to come on the screen, which would be number one, do you have a full life? So, do you have a full life? And then a slightly different question would be, do you have life to the full? So, if you've got them in the back of your mind as we as we read. We're not going to read many verses. Um, I've stretched it to three, so there's a little bit of context, but really it's just the one in the middle. But do you have a full life, and do you have life to the full? And ultimately, what's Jesus saying? What is the life to the full that he wants us to have? So the verses will come up on the screen, reading for the NIV. um, It's John 10, and then it's verses 9, 10, 11, 10 being the, the middle one. So if you find it on your phone or in the Bible, but it's on the screen otherwise. So what it says is, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And then in verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And then moving on to 11, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Okay, and we're going to focus mainly on verse, verse 10 today, but I'll bring in 9 and 11 a little bit for, for context as we, as we go through. But I mean, my story, I think about it the other day. I've been a Christian now half my life. So 21 years ago, um, my life was not empty from the outside. So it was doing all right. And when I was thinking about becoming a Christian and looking into it a bit more, I just I started off from thinking it's just going to be a list of things I've got to give up a list of things I've got to stop doing. I'm going to end up with a really boring life, but it'll be worth it because Jesus is real, so I need to go to heaven. But basically thinking I'm going to end up with a second-rate life on this earth and then get into heaven. And it is so much more than that. I didn't really feel, uh, it wasn't as if there were loads missing from my life, but I could feel there was something missing. There was something missing. Now, the world, and particularly in the West, and the marketeers would tell you, that, that could be filled with the latest gadget, whether that's a newer phone or whether it's to get a slightly bigger house or a faster car or to change something like that. So that's what the someone would try and sell you something. Or if you thought in a more of an Eastern kind of way, like meditation, maybe it's the opposite. Empty your mind and then you'll be able to like have wholeness and fullness if only you could empty your mind of these materialistic desires. But Jesus says, as in verse 10, that he's the way so he's the way to life to the full and this verse 10 was that pivot in between the sections so we had various sermons on it last year about i am statements so jesus said before that he's saying i am the gate or the door and he's talking about so being the way to something so the way in in verse 9 so and then it's the pivot to verse 11 and the next section which is all about i'm the good shepherd and I think it was Roger did a great sermon about that. You can check it out on the website. But I'm the good shepherd, the one who protects, leads, that kind of thing. But it's Jesus that says He's the way to life in all its fullness. But I think if we're honest, we don't always see that in the church. We don't, in my own life, in your lives maybe, or in those that come to faith, they don't actually look like they've got life to the full. And that was the starting point for me with so with Grace Enterprises. We're seeing people saved and added, so we're not talking about salvation here, so saved and added, members of this church, maybe they'd had a food parcel, they'd come in through that sort of route, but I just feel like that's just not enough, like Jesus has come and he's promised life to the full, but they're getting this, they're saved, but it doesn't look like life to the full, what can we do that's more sustainable, provide more of a route out of poverty, which is why we thought, right, well if we start a business, then it's possible to do that, and basically as a church, more practically to help people going forward, and We, I knew it would work because God was in it. So that's not the question. But we knew other people would ask the question, how do you know it works? And apart from just saying, I know, or here are some cool stories from people. Like, yeah, but give me some numbers. All right, we'll come up with something. So Sam, uh, my wife, um, came up with something to do with living life reviews. So we were like starting from, well, we start from verse 10, living life to the full. That's what we want to do. We want to look holistically. We're not just giving someone a job, so they've got a bit more money. that should be easy to measure. Maybe they get a slightly better house. Again, you can measure that. It's sort of the out. But what about holistically? How do we actually help people? So I think on the next slide, it's got on it the things that we would look at in terms of what we're measuring. So if you can see that, it might be a bit small if you're at home, but there are 12 different things there that we would look at, and people are doing a self-rating. So how do you feel about? Um, whether it's hope, purpose, self-esteem, autonomy, and all the rest of them. So some of them are easy, as in your workplace skills, you think, well, we're giving you a job, we're helping you, we're training you, but you become slightly better at your job, fine, and housing, finances again. But What we really saw was that things like relationships, hope, purpose, were actually the things that were changing. That was the far more interesting thing, because it was never about the cleaning, and that's why we can start a second business, and in my mind, it's exactly the same. It's not about the actual job. So if we move on to the next slide, which is very similar but slightly colored differently, then you can see, so salmon set it up to be these 12 different things. How do you feel about yourself? And this is a self-rating thing. Um, how do you feel about work, home life, and then physical and mental health? Physical and mental health tend out to be one of the biggest ones. It's, and over, I think it's over 50% of our team have at some point in their life had mental health difficulties, which is a number that I think was far higher than I would have been expecting back then. So we've got these numbers that show that we make a positive difference and make a change. And that is good because then people would look at it and go, oh, yeah, you are making a difference. It is working. But occasionally we see those scores go down. So an example of that might be someone's happy in their, their house. Maybe they're living in a bedsit and that's all right and they're okay with it. But actually, once they start working, we find that aspirations go up and they're starting to look at other people around them and go, maybe I don't want to live in a little bedsit. Maybe I could get a two bedroom flat or and actually they're in the same place as they were before, but their scores have gone down. So I think that we're talking about work context, move it to a Jesus context in a minute. But our hopes and our aspirations can change and that having something different is like, oh, maybe we could do that bit more. Maybe there's a life, a fuller life, a more holistic life out there for us. And we know deep down, this is the work thing. It says living life index in the middle. See, we subtly get the the living life bit in there. But really, for real change to come, it's Jesus that's needed. He needs to be at the center. And it's change that comes from the inside out, rather than us just measuring stuff on the outside. So probably could take that slide off. um, But Jesus came to give us life to the full. And we would all agree with that. And and I believe in Jesus, and probably most people in the room do. If you don't, then lots of opportunities to get to know him this morning. But, so therefore, I have got, and you have got, life to the full. But it doesn't always feel like it. So what? So what is life to the full? And what I don't want you to do is go away from this sermon thinking, right, if I do this, and I do this, and I stop doing that, then I'll have a full life. Like Jesus has already given you life to the full. He's already done it. They, these are more like decisions that you can Maybe about whether you can help to put Jesus more front and center in your life. And so you can live it out, living out that life to the full. Um, decisions that help get us closer to Jesus, ultimately. So I think that life to the full is about having the life for which we were created. It's not the boring life that I was worried about when I was 20, 21, and thinking about what I'd have to give up. Okay? It, it's not about settling. It's not, it's not about having just more of something either, though. It's not the same as just having a full life. So for example, a a parent who's got young children, who's taking them to after school club, after after school club to a children's party and something else, they have definitely got a full life. And if that is a season, and if you've got more than one child, you will know how full life can be. Or if there's someone who's working 16, 17 hours a day, undeniably, they have got a very full life. But I'm not sure that that's what Jesus meant when he was talking about life to the full. I think that life to the full that Jesus wants to give us is, is having a freedom from any of those issues that are there actually controlling your life. It's about us being contentedly in control of them with, with Jesus at the center. And so Jesus is, if you remember verse nine, that gate. So he's the way to go through, to get to know more of Jesus, the shepherd, verse 11, so we can be with him and actually know life to the full. And I think we all know, Maybe you're one of them, but we all know people who are searching for something, for a gate, for a door, for a way into something that leads to something better. Um, the world is not the great places that you have to watch the news. It's not hard to think about something better and looking for something. The Alpha Course is another way where people are, are searching and asking those really important questions in life. But for those of us who know Jesus, know that he is that. That's that somewhere, that's someone, that's something that others are looking for. And, and you can know him today in, in all of its fullness. And the world's version that I mentioned before of like life to the full, life at its best, it's just not sustainable. So you hear things like, oh, make the most of your time at university. They're the best years of your life. I remember being told that. Like, Number one, I don't think they were the best years of my life. Number two, they're long gone. <laughs> so that means like my life's on a downward slope now. Or you might be at uni and thinking, I'm not actually enjoying this that much. Um, or even if you are, it's like, what's, they're the best years of your life. Is that actually true? Or we think about our physical health as that goes up, goes down, declines over time. And some people really have incredible difficulties in this in this life. But if that's starting to fail, does that mean you can't have life to the full on this earth? I think we can. We can still have life to the full, but we've got a better, even better version of that to come in heaven. So, if you don't have anything purposeful to do with your time, then you don't have life to the full. But if, you don't have a work, if you're a workaholic, you also don't have life to the full. If you're eating too much, and it means that physically you're not able to stay healthy and do the kind of things you want to do, then that isn't life to the full. But neither is it if you're a gym obsessive. And that's where you are all the time. If you've got hundred thousand pounds in your bank account, you might be rating yourself on our scoring system as like a ten out of ten. But then what? What if you had more? Then what would you score yourself? And like there was a famous quote, wasn't there? Rockefeller, who was like the most, the wealthiest person there's ever been in modern times, they measure it as. But he was asked, "Well, how much money is enough?" And his answer was, "Oh, just a little bit more." Like we never, even someone who's so wealthy was saying, "Just a little bit more." And I think money is um, one of the things that really gets to us. So I have, in this last few years, which is definitely not boring for anybody who knows the sort of Grace Enterprises story, um, I've met examples of multimillionaires who are so generous and and content. And I've met people in Kenya living in abject poverty who seem really content as well. So as an example. I um, went out for a meal with someone who is a, a centi-millionaire. So if you just start processing what that means in your head, because you probably don't know many of them, then if you're thinking centi as in like century or like centurion, you probably got to the point of a hundred, and then you're like hundreds, millionaire. Basically, someone with a lot of money, okay? <laughs> and we were, having, we were having a chat about life and work and marriage and church and business, and I was feeling sorry for him because I was saying about our, like, our trustees that I've got and like, the business group that I'm part of and the people that are friends and family that are around me. And so I was saying, oh, if I get an issue with this, I go and speak to them or I could go speak to them. Got all these wise people giving counsel. And so relationally, it felt so rich and encouraged. And, um, and he was saying, oh, he was finding it really difficult. He didn't have that. And he didn't have anyone to turn to to speak to. And this felt actually in, in a different context. And clearly, I'm not talking about money here. But like I was the rich one, and he was the poor one. I don't know how many zeros you'd have to knock off his bank balance to get to mine. But in, he was definitely, he was definitely, like, poorer in a, in a relational kind of way. And I think having a lot of money potentially can make that difficult. Um, and maybe for you, if, if making lots of money is one of the things that you spend a lot of your time thinking about, then maybe that's something to ask God about, to speak into, but that does not mean that Christians should all give away everything and try and live in this life without any money at all. Um, And on that subject, obviously, we've got an offering coming up next week. This is, in my mind, it's a chance to partner with God and to develop on your faith journey. Um, But just remember that you don't have to give anything at all. At the end of the day, God has got so much deeper pockets than you have. And if he wants this building to move forward so that it can be more useful for the kingdom... Then he'll find a way with you or without you. Um, but what an adventure it is running with God. Um, so do pray about whether you want to give a little or a lot or nothing. Like you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. And and I genuinely believe that what I've seen for the last few years that that finance follows faith. And and as a church, I know we've always tried to say this is what we feel like God's calling us to do, and the money will follow. And that would be the same with with Grace Enterprises or with lots of people individually in their life saying, making a decision in faith and trusting that that the finance will follow. Just as a slight word of of warning, though, uh, I think sometimes that, um, yeah, the finance follows faith out the door and you might be living with less, but um, God finds a way of providing. And what you can be part of is seeing God's kingdom come here more in Nottingham and beyond more fully. So whether that's one person at a time, one life at a time, practically being fed and housed, with treated with love, respect, dignity, told the gospel, discipled, baptized. And what an amazing opportunity that is. And I think that life to the full is something we don't just tick it off. It's something we need to keep working on. Different seasons might mean that might mean that you, yeah, you might mean you buy your first house. So on our scoring system we were talking about before, maybe you've moved from a six up to an eight. You've got this nice house now, but actually it ends up taking up all your time because you think about redecorating it and do you need to extend it and do this and do that. And maybe you end up being less hospitable than you were before in the pokey flat you had. It's something that ends up dominating. But ultimately, the answer to all of this is Jesus and grace. Um, So I don't know what you're like about remembering Bible verses. I'm pretty rubbish. So this one, life to the full, here's one for you. So full, everyone knows that 10 out of 10 is full. So John 10 out of 10. See if you remember that verse. Jesus gave up his life fully so that you can have life to the full. And I think if we as individuals can say that we don't just have full lives, but we have life to the full, which ironically might mean cutting some stuff out, then we'll be building a thriving gospel community. In a minute, we're going to have communion, which is, a chance to, to reflect on Jesus giving it, giving it all for you and what he might be asking you to give or to give up, um, to do or not do. I mean, does that career, that relationship, that salary, that house, does that give you the opportunity for life to the full? Which it might. Or is it getting in the way? I'd love it if we could live life more fully, free from these, those sort of 12 things, and others dictating how we live our lives and remembering that it's about Jesus. So Jesus has given His everything for us. He knows how many days you've got left. Why would you want to give anything less than your all? Like, what are you keeping something in reserve for? Like, what else would you want to give your life for? Like, this is not a boring life, and there are a lot of people in the room as I look around that could testify to how full their life has been and what an adventure I'm um, going with God. So if you're interested at the end, come and talk to me about Grace Enterprises or Compassion Ministries, the amazing work that happens here at church, life to the full, business, any of those things, be really happy to. But I mean, I've seen people from the street up to those with hundreds of millions of pounds. And what you can't buy is hope, purpose, salvation, relationships, life to the full. Can't be bought. It's it's a free gift. So if you haven't received it yet, come and chat to us afterwards. If you have, then enjoy communion and enjoy being free to live life to the full with Jesus. So keeping it short, seeing as it's children in as well, if the band could come up, then I'm going to pray for us and then we'll move towards having communion. Yeah. Lord God, I thank you that you gave your son totally, fully so that we could have life to the full. I thank you. You held nothing back and you want the absolute best for us. You want us to be running with you, enjoying life as it was designed to be. And Lord, I pray that the useful bits of this would be remembered, the, the bits that aren't be forgotten, Lord. And whatever it is you want to do in people's lives, individually as a church, that you would do. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God who speaks. And as we take communion now, pray that we'd remember what it was you gave and just be so thankful for it. Amen.